Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, as we mentioned, it is Joe Manchin Monday. Senator from West Virginia, of course, uh, may have put the, well, he at least put it for the uh, 2021 version of the president's Build Back Better bill uh, by expressing over the weekend that he was a no vote on that. And we're going to break that down over a couple of segments today, Uh, not because we need to hammer into everything, but I want you to really look at and think about the different components of this. Uh, it's a, it's complex, but it's it's really important for us to recognize all the dynamics that are at play because often we just kind of conflate them together. There is a policy uh, strategy going on, and that battle has been brewing along. There's a political component to this, which, of course, reflects what will be happening in, happening in the 2022 midterm elections. And there's also a communication strategy, uh, which starts with the White House. Uh, Then you have uh, Jen Psaki, who is currently having a press conference right now. She was about an hour and 45 minutes delayed in starting that. And uh, we're monitoring that. We'll bring you some clips from that as we move through uh, the next hour. Uh, And then, of course, you have uh, Senate Democrats, Senate Republicans, and uh, all the political factions going on there in terms of communication strategy to the American people. So we're going to peel this out a little bit, kind of tease it out. Uh, in terms of the different things and get you thinking about what does this mean to you and what does it mean to your world and and how is it going to impact what you do day to day. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's go Sunday morning. Fox News Sunday uh, is the place where Senator Joe Manchin, again, Democrat from West Virginia, uh, announced he would not be voting for the Build Back Better bill. And he explained it this way. Well, Brett, you know, this is a mammoth piece of legislation, and I had my reservations from the beginning when I heard about it five and a half months ago, and I've been working diligently every day and every minute of every day. I've been working on this, meeting with whether it be the president, President Biden, whether it be Majority Leader Schumer and his staff, whether it would be with Nancy Pelosi, uh, all of my colleagues, I mean, from all different spectrums of the political spectrum, if you will, from the right to the left, I've done everything humanly possible. And you know my concerns I had, and I still have these concerns. And where I'm at right now, the inflation that I was concerned about, it's not transitory, it's real. It's harming every West Virginian. It's making it almost difficult for them to continue to go to their jobs, the cost of gasoline, the cost of groceries, the cost of utility bills. All of these things are hitting in every aspect of their life. And, and, you, and you start looking, and then, then you have the uh, debt that we're carrying at $29 trillion dollars. You have also the geopolitical unrest that we have. You have the COVID, the COVID uh, variant, uh, and that is wreaking havoc again. People are concerned. I've been with my family. I know everyone's concerned. So when you have these things coming at you the way they are right now, uh, I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is this is a no. This is a no. So that was Joe Manchin on Sunday. 
uh, saying he's he can't get there on this piece of legislation. I think it was very important, very interesting to note uh, that Senator Manchin said, look, I've been going at this for five and a half, six months. I've tried every possible angle. He's worried about inflation, that it's not transitory. It's real. It's here. The national debt uh, and a host of other things. Uh, and so, one, I think it's important to note that uh, Joe Manchin hasn't moved anywhere in terms of this. He's been very clear in terms of what his object, objections are. Now, on Sunday, really unprecedented, uh, the White House really went after Senator Manchin in a significant and very personal way. Uh, Jen Psaki released a statement from the White House uh, that really blistered Joe Manchin, uh, talked about uh, him just, you know, being inexcusable, uh, inexcusable reversal in his negotiating and uh, really went at it uh, in a way that was surprising to me. Normally, what comes out of the White House is a very short statement. We're disappointed. We want to keep working. Uh, We want to get this done for the American people. That's a really simple communication strategy. They chose to go after Joe Manchin, question his commitment, question uh, his integrity, question, you know, where his focus really was on all of this and what he would have to do to explain to the people of of West Virginia. Uh, Again, really unprecedented. It was the longest. It's one of the longest press statements I've ever seen coming out of any White House, Democrat or Republican, attacking one of their own political party members. So this morning, Senator Joe Manchin went on West Virginia radio station where he reacted to the White House statement criticizing his position. Take a listen. They basically, they retaliated. I figured they would come back strong. The bottom line is, why would I have said earlier when I was asked about the statement that the president put out? And they said, what, what's about this statement? The president was going to basically delay it because I'd gone and talked to him. He knew we couldn't get there. But, you know, he says, I want to keep trying. I said, sure, go ahead, keep trying. Whatever you got to do, we'll do it. And he made that statement. I said, that was a president's statement. That wasn't my statement. I didn't know. You know, basically, I'm always willing. You know me, always willing to work and listen and try. I just got to the wit's end, and they know the real reason what happened. They won't tell you, and I'm not going to. Because wait, I, wait, 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 you no. say, wait, wait. You said you, there is, they know the real reason. They're not going to tell us. You're not going to tell us. What do you mean? What's the real? Well, the so bottom there's, line is there was, there was, there was basically, and it's staff. It's uh, staff driven. I understand staff. This is not the president. This is staff. And they drove some things and they put some things out that were absolutely in, in, inexcusable. And they know what it is and that's it. So so they, so they you're saying the president's staff was putting out, I don't know, was generating criticism of you uh, that, that finally pushed you to the brink? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying that bottom line, I knew that we could not change. It was never going to change. That's Senator Joe Manchin this morning on a West Virginia radio station. And very interesting. He said this this was not the president. He, very important. He was maintaining his relationship and connection with the president while criticizing the president's staff and saying this was staff driven. Uh, the staff was upset. The staff was frustrated. The staff started to leak things. The staff started to make uh, statements to the press. Uh, and that's where things really unraveled. That's really important to note. We're going to come back to that a little later in the program. Uh, quickly, I want to get to uh, Senator Hirono from Hawaii over the weekend. Uh, she made a really interesting statement about uh, Joe Manchin and about how hard it is to get something done when the Senate is split 50-50. This is why if you have a 50-50 split Senate, you can have one person or two people just stop everything. And that is why people in our country should know that a 50-50 Senate sucks and we can't get things done. I'm hopeful that Joe 
will change its mind and understand that Build Back Better is going to enable women in particular to go back to work because we will provide support for child care. So that's Senator Hirono. Really fascinating take there. Uh, yeah, it's it is hard to be in a fifty fifty Senate, uh, but they know they're in a fifty fifty Senate, so it means you have to do things differently. Again, Senator Manchin uh, also on his interview this morning on that West Virginia radio station uh, talked about the mentality uh, that not everyone in Congress is a Democrat, and that the party has to start thinking a little bit different because you have to approach policy different based on how many votes you actually have. So I said, don't you think we ought to take another approach? I said, we're in a 50-50 Senate. You all are approaching legislation as if you have 55 or 60 senators that are Democrats, and you can do whatever you want. Well, you know what? We're all a little bit diverse. I said, I'm not a Washington Democrat. How many times have I said that? I think I still represent the centrist, moderate wing of a Democratic Party that has compassion but also has reasonability. Uh, fascinating uh, take there. And it is true. I think the Democrats have kind of functioned like they thought they had 60 votes uh, and they, they don't have 60 votes. It's 50-50. And that's the reality. And while Senator Hirono might not like that, it is the reality. Uh, but the truth is in anything in the Senate, uh, the numbers rarely swing past 55 to 58 for one party or the other. And the key in the Senate is to get to 60, which requires by partisan support. That is not a bug. That is a feature. It is not a flaw. It is by design. Uh, The problem is we've allowed the politics to get in the way of the policy and the legislation debates. And we're going to get to more of that a little later on the program. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.